This is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm glad you've joined us. we got a lot of challenges keeping good Detroit neighborhoods intact, and even bigger challenges trying to shore up neighborhoods that are hard hit by abandonment and disinvestment. But we're also a community that's really rich with immigrant families who've come here to build a better life for themselves. Is the cross-section between those two dynamics an opportunity? A new report from Global Detroit says it is. The nonprofit that aims to make Metro Detroit more attractive and welcoming to immigrants and foreign trade says we should be doubling down on efforts to make newcomers to our country into homeowners. Joining us now to talk more about this study and this idea is Steve Tabachman. He is executive director of Global Detroit, which recently released this study. Steve, welcome to Detroit Today. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks for having me. I'm honored to be fit in uh, between two dynamic uh, women <laughs> right? leaders, uh, both of whom I served with or worked with, and uh, so they're on to much more important and bigger things, but we're happy to talk about how we rebuild this our, our community one block at a time. Sure, so. sure. Uh, so let's start with uh, you just talking about what you found in this study. Sure. So we surveyed 200 residents uh, in the city of Detroit. Uh, roughly evenly split uh, between immigrants and non-immigrants, so just about housing, their housing preferences. And uh, we were uh, a little surprised. Um, what we found is I don't think it's surprising that uh, both immigrants and non-immigrants were equally desirous of becoming homeowners. It's something they're both interested in and uh, you know, often uh, are trying to, to wish they had the means or opportunities to become homeowners. Um, we know that immigrant families are slightly less likely to own their home in the city of Detroit, and that um, we also know that they, while they have lower individual incomes, they tend to be more working people per household and so higher household incomes. And so we asked a number of other questions about uh, home ownership, and what came out that was so significantly different is that immigrants were far less likely uh, to know their credit score and far less likely to uh, ho- open a bank account. Um, two factors that are, are linked to home ownership in terms of getting a mortgage. And so uh, I think there's some exciting opportunities for us to look at what they call financial literacy, but working with immigrant communities to make sure that they understand how the American finance and credit system work and that they can access those things and uh, can be successful. And what's important here for Detroit is that we've continued, uh, particularly under Mayor Duggan, who's been very welcoming to immigrants and the Detroit City Council, which is made some major strides in putting our our city in a top 10 of the top 100 largest cities in terms of its welcoming policies. Um, what we don't want to see is that we've, we've seen great immigration growth, but we're in danger of uh, repeating the last 30, 40 years of history of up and out within those immigrant communities. And I think we're going to be much stronger if we can uh, create some roots for those uh, immigrant families into our communities and, and build integrated neighborhoods that will... Uh, really raise the quality of life for everybody. So, so since 2014, you guys have been active in this space trying to see what effect it might have if you help immigrant families uh, buy more homes. Uh, talk about what, you, what, what you're doing with the vacant homes in southwest Detroit. Yeah. So we, you know, our, our thesis is that if we can build inclusive policies, practices, and programs in the mainstream, that this region can really thrive, and it can be a high-growth region, again, with a high middle class uh, for everybody. And so in southwest Detroit, we began working with immigrant families, and 
sending them to the traditional home ownership training programs by nonprofits. And we have some wonderful partners, Bridging Communities, Detroit Hispanic Development Corporation, Southwest Housing, that offer bilingual services. But what we found were that folks, um, really, that wasn't really a pathway for them for a variety of reasons, um, which I'd be happy to get into if we have time. But they kept coming back to us and saying, there's a house on my street. It's vacant. I could fix it up. How do I find out who owns it? And how can I get it? And it turns out that like most other communities, uh, the land bank owns a lot of those houses. And we worked with the land bank on their Own It Now program, their direct sales program. And uh, to date, between that and the Wayne County uh, tax foreclosure auction, we've assisted over 50 uh, vacant homes in getting purchased. Um, we do this with really a, a part of Raquel Garcia's staff time. So we only have uh, less than a full-time employee doing this. Um, and we don't really have the resources to... Uh, hold their hand throughout the whole process. We help them uh, in the purchase process. So we don't know the exact results of how many of those homes have been fixed up, but we certainly know anecdotally a lot of success stories where people have fixed up the home, created uh, block clubs, and really uh, impacted their neighborhoods in positive ways. And this is a strategy that can work with African-American communities as well as immigrant communities across the city. Uh, my guest is Steve Tabachman. He's the executive director of Global Detroit, which recently released a study that says linking immigrants to housing opportunities can strengthen Detroit neighborhoods. If you want to join the conversation, give us a call. Tell us what's happening in your area of the city or of the metro area. Uh, what role do you see immigrants playing in the rebirth of neighborhoods that are hard hit by abandonment and disinvestment? Should we be doing more to try to welcome newcomers uh, and get them set up to be able to buy houses in neighborhoods uh, and become a bigger part of the community? As always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and uh, we will work you into the conversation. Uh, as always, uh, we want to hear, especially from the people who are the subject here. Uh, if you are an immigrant to this country, tell us what kind of barriers uh, you face uh, trying to Figure out how to how to buy a house. Is that something that uh, that you feel like there ought to be better pathways set up uh, to do? Uh, again, three one three five seven seven one zero one nine is the number on the phones. Steve, I, I want you to talk a little more about how much work there still is to do eliminating those barriers. What what they look like and why we see them continue to hold people back. Well, as you know, the, the land bank owns a lot of property in the city of Detroit. And uh, and so connecting the opportunity of some of the, um, not not the most um, uh, neighborhoods where they've been doing the auctions, but some of the more distressed neighborhoods tend to be neighborhoods where immigrant communities in the Bangladeshi community and the Latino community and in the Yemeni and Arab American communities are congregating. And so that's a housing stock that... Um, uh, really, you know, is not the is not the prime target of some of the land bank's efforts. And so, if we can think about how to get that housing stock into the hands of residents who have the interest in rehabbing it, be they immigrant or African American, I think that's a great step. And so, we started to survey the housing uh, community in Southwest Detroit. We've created what we call the Casa Grid, which is our version of the Biz Grid that uh, was created by the New Economy Initiative and the DEGC to look at entrepreneurship stuff. But ultimately, you know, Mayor Duggan has said that um, population uh, is the number one metric of his success. 
And uh, in his first four years, immigrant uh, grew three the immigrant population grew three thousand residents, um, or about eight percent, which is the largest source of growth. Even though we've continued to lose residents, and there's really been no major U.S. city that has uh, rebounded from decades of population loss without immigration. Most of them, uh, like a Philadelphia, you know, all of the growth, New York City, all of the growth is through the growth of the immigrant community. So this seems like a necessary condition for Detroit to get on the right track. And our challenge will be to make sure that um, not only are we helping immigrants, but that we're building integrated neighborhoods with the residents who have lived there for a long time. We're doing this in East Davidson Village and Bangletown. And uh, so this is all very new stuff. Detroit's one of the first cities to tackle these kinds of programs, and it's uh, pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, So what do you think is at stake if we don't move to improve these factors for for immigrant families, as, as you point out. We, we continue to be a, a destination, a very popular destination for people who are newcomers to this country. If we don't improve the chances that they uh, can find economic success and do things like buy houses, what are we risking? This really needs to be kind of an all-hands-on-deck and an inclusive conversation for the city of Detroit, you know, uh, rightfully so, we're talking about uh, restoring the black middle class in Detroit is an imperative. And uh, and we, we as a city really need to reach out to all kinds of groups to make the city a viable place to live. And it has been a viable place for the, the newest of newcomers among immigrant communities who have moved here and have been a stabilizing force in the, while the city has uh, continued to lose population, albeit at a slower rate. And so we have got to figure out strategies that help them create routes that help neighborhoods uh, attract a black middle class, retain them, bring them in from the suburbs. Um, and, and these strategies need to work in tandem. And I think that Detroit comes from such a unique experience. It is really uh, America's greatest African-American city. Uh, and if we can build a, a, a city that welcomes immigrants, um, and that welcomes uh, African Americans of, of all of all income levels, um, and and builds neighborhoods that where these communities live side by side, uh, that creates a real competitive advantage for the city, and and and, and more beyond just a, a slogan of grit or a, a downtown. Um, but we start talking about positively impacting hundreds of thousands of people's lives, and in uh, creating a city that that really can be uh, a vibrant place to live in the 21st century. Mm. Steve DeBachman, I want to give you a chance to to put Detroit in some context here. This is not the only city that uh, is is confronting these kinds of challenges. How do we stack up, though, uh, in comparison to some of the other places? Yeah, so I started this work right after I left the legislature in 2009, and we came out with a plan supported by the Detroit Regional Chamber, the Skillman Foundation, the New Economy Initiative, the Global Detroit Study in 2010, to write a plan, not from the social justice imperative of uh, helping immigrants and refugees, but from the economic and community development perspective of how can we make the city of Detroit and metro Detroit a great place to live in a high-growth economy. And we found that uh, immigrants are a great fit for the workforce and uh, community needs in a Rust Belt city like Detroit. Uh, Within the next three years, at least a half dozen major Midwest cities. So welcome Dayton, Global Cleveland, Vibrant Pittsburgh, St. Louis Mosaic, all on their own launch similar strategies. These are strategies that have been embraced by Republican governors, Rick Snyder and John Kasich in Ohio, who last summer created the um, Ohio uh, Office of Opportunities for New Americans. 
And uh, I'm really at the forefront of a movement across the Rust Belt where we, um, it's called the Welcoming Economies Global Network. Global Detroit runs this in partnership with a national partner called Welcoming America. And we have close to two dozen Midwest cities from Syracuse to St. Louis that independently have come to these conclusions that immigrants can help uh, Rust Belt economies grow, they can help raise the middle class, they can help revitalize urban neighborhoods, and that we need to do this in an inclusive way. And so um, immigration has long been a federal issue. It's been uh, kicked around uh, on issues of civil rights and social justice, but it is also an economic issue and an economic issue that um, where the costs and opportunities are, are born locally. And so now you're seeing mayors chambers of commerce, nonprofits, foundations, and governors throughout the Midwest who really recognize that immigrants can be a source of growth, a source of their workforce, can improve communities and and build vibrancy into their neighborhoods. And so uh, there really is a national movement. Um, Where we are at Global Detroit in terms of focusing on neighborhoods and vacant housing, we really are at the vanguard of looking at these housing issues and trying to make sure that uh, immigrants uh, can really be part of the strategy to revitalize uh, neighborhoods and communities. Okay, Steve Tabachman, Executive Director of Global Detroit. Always great to catch up with you here on Detroit Today. Up next, we're going to hear from Governor Gretchen Whitmer. She's going to talk to us about roads and other issues facing our state. Also, remember that if you can give a gift to Detroit Today or WDET by March 24th, it'll be matched by members of our leadership circle. You can double double your gift by responding now. For every $50,000 we raise before March 24th, we will knock off a day of fundraising, which will mean less interruption of the programs that you love here on WDET. That's right, $50,000 knocks off a day. Power your connection to Detroit and the world with your gift right now at WDET.org. Stay with us with for more Detroit Today.